The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra. Wolves won at Brighton nil. Wolves into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. It started absolutely spectacularly. Jean-Rick Nebelgar spinning his man on the halfway line, running down the left-hand side, crossing. The goalkeeper got a touch to it. Mario Lamina made sure it was his at the second attempt to slide in and get the ball home. And from that moment on, Wolves had control of the game. They didn't always have control of possession, but they managed the game really effectively. And a Brighton team are immensely talented, but it has to be said, without some of their superstar players, found it very hard to create clear-cut opportunities. Wolves defended superbly. There were one or two moments where they maybe could have done a bit more in holding the ball up in certain areas. Um, but in the end... They saw the job through and Molyneux was making some incredible noise for the last 10-15 minutes to help the players get over the line and over the line they got. And Andy Thompson and Lee Naylor watched it alongside myself, Mikey Burrows. And actually, let's start with the crowd because it, it was difficult and tense for long periods in this game. And then it almost on the, around about the 81-minute mark, that everything started to change. And at both ends of the field, supporters were on their feet. They were clapping and bouncing in unison. And the noise levels rose and the players rose with them. Yeah, it was incredible, the noise. Um, we've got the headphones on, so like you can you can think that on that. But you can still hear it. It was very loud. But it did. It, it just drove the, the team on it. Because at the end of the day, so look... They'd battled so hard and they defended for long periods of time. And it, and look, it's difficult. It's difficult. They've absolutely run the the socks off the way that they've gone about. And what it did, it just gave them that little bit of boost with the back in behind from the Wolves fans. And the noise was absolutely brilliant. And, and that's what it's all about. They, they give us that extra push just to keep going, to keep battling uh, and to keep that result what we get us through to the next round. Got off to a brilliant start, Lee Naylor. Yeah, that's what I mean. I nearly missed it, I'll be honest with you. Um, I can't remember a score in that fast before for a long time. Um, but we managed to get out in front. And as you said, we didn't really. Our goal wasn't under that much pressure all game. 
uh, the one unbelievable chance they had fell to their keeper in the last last kick of the game. Um, Somebody who's very good with his feet yeah. who, who missed it. I'm, I'm I'm actually quite shocked that what he what he done. I think it, yeah, it's one of those nose bleed moments. Well, uh, the story of the game, statistics-wise, is Brighton had 72% possession. It was 75 Told you we don't play very well half. with that possession, <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> um, 18 shots for Brighton to Wolves 9, but two on target each. So that kind of tells the story of, of 18 shots, only two on target from the away side, 10 off target, and there were six that were blocked. It was seven corners for Brighton to Wolves 3 um, and in terms of the passes, uh, the success rate, 88% for Brighton, 73% for Wolves. Sometimes that statistic can be skewed a bit by the amount of long balls that teams tend to play but if we're, if we're being critical and, and there will be a little bit of criticism because it's the second home game in a row where Wolves haven't quite been to their peak and, and what we know they're capable of some of the passing tonight was a little bit off, wasn't it? I just think they were careless with some of the passing, um, and I'm sure Niles will agree that just at times when it was just in crucial times and, and periods of the game where we needed for the ball to stick, where we needed the, uh, for us to keep the possession of the ball, and just through either an overhit pass, a miscontrol, um, a wayward pass, we just, just couldn't keep hold of it. And, and, and those are the things that we've got to improve. And, and I'm sure the manager's going to say the same uh, or the similar things that he's going to say. Because he said about the weekend that it wasn't a great performance from us, but we got the result. And it's much of the same tonight. But I just thought we defended so well tonight. Um, and, it, and we made it difficult for Brighton. So they, they never really caused us major problems in the, in the area that we, we were defending. Um, everybody seemed to be getting a body in line, heading the ball, clearing it. Um, and was it 72% possession Brighton had? But at the end of the day, Salah Wolves did enough to get the victory out of it. Yeah, there'll, there'll be some tired legs in there, no doubt. Um, There's quite a few people pull up with cramp. And they had some not, like niggly injuries as well. I hope Huang's not too bad. Uh, it's never that, good with the hamstring when they're grabbing no, it, though, is it? it, it didn't... It didn't look great, but I'm just trying to stay hopeful with that one because he's an important player for us. Um, but, yeah, all night we defended well. Uh, as Tomo said, we were very careless on our on our retainment of the ball. I mean, I think that's one thing over the, these last two games, especially uh, one against Sheffield United and, and tonight's game where we didn't come out at all in the second half. And I, I, no. I, I thought... Oh, we could be in a bit of trouble. Um, thank God our defenders were on it um, because they'd done a great job at, de at defending our goal, uh, and they were under so much pressure like all game. Look, seventy-two percent—that's a—that's a lot. Yeah, uh, there were forty clearances from Wolves in the yeah, game it, it, oh, it, compared it, to Brighton six. Now, forty is the most clearances Wolves have made in a ninety minutes this season. The only game they've done more was the Brentford FA Cup replay that obviously yeah. went to extra time. So that skews the statistic a little bit. But just to give you some context on that, there were thirty-eight clearances against Tottenham away from home. That was one of the biggest that there's been this season. The highest was actually Brentford away 
where Wolves won the game comfortably, yeah. but obviously had to do an awful lot defending where they had 39. So yeah. that, that gives you the context of where that, that kind of stands in terms of actually, and, and we have to give credit because Gary O'Neill rotated a couple of players and one of which was Santi Bueno, who hadn't featured since the Brentford FA Cup replay and I thought was absolutely superb tonight. I don't think he's done himself any harm at all. I'd say, like, um, he surprised me. I didn't realise he was he was quick that quick. I'd say, like, a couple of times um, he's opened up his legs and, and I thought, oh, well, is he going to get there? And quite easily, a couple of opportunities where the players didn't get to it. And looks, and I thought him and Kilman uh, and Totti, I thought, defended uh, brilliant all evening. i say they got the head on it, they got the block on it, they got the challenges in. Um, I thought Totti was a little bit uh, uh, hasty in, in the first half where he gave away four fouls, which I thought he was going to get booked, but he never did. Yeah. But I, I just think that as a team, Doherty, I think Doherty played well. I think he defended well. Everything that you've asked of the back line and the lads in front of them, they did tonight. So, look, OK, we, we was careless when we were in possession of the ball going forward or trying to keep the ball. But... You can't blame the way that they defended and battled for everything in that game tonight. And there are going to be games where, look, they can't all be swashbuckling counter-attacking affairs. That uh, uh, We talked a little bit at the end of, of the regular coverage that the sign of a good team is to find a way to win. And actually, again, for the second game in a row, people might say it was only 1-0, but 1-0 wins you the game, and especially when... You're keeping a clean sheet with your goalkeeper not really having a save to make. Yeah, did did it look like the crowd were bothered about the one nil? Because it didn't to me. It looked like they buzzed off it more than ever. Um, the atmosphere was just electric towards the end of the game, and that got us through. If I'm totally honest, one nils. <laughs> you take that every day of the week. Every day of the week. You ask any manager. Will you take a 1-0? <laughs> do you think they're going to turn that down? No. no chance. Well, that's what Nuno used to do, wasn't it? So, look, we never conceded any goals. How many games did we win 1-0? So, we did, because we didn't give much away, but we used to win games because of the clean sheet. It gives you an opportunity, if you do get that odd goal, that you win the game. Yeah, to win your game, and that's, yeah. what you, and that's what you do. Clean sheets win your games. Exactly. It's, a, it's a fact. It's a saying, it's a fact. And... It, within that, obviously, towards look towards the end of the game, um, different players came on. Craig Dawson, Nelson Semedo ended up playing in midfield because João Gomez had a little bit of an issue. Mario Lamina had already gone off. We talked a little bit in the game about He Chan Wang struggling before he ended up going off with what looked like a potential hamstring injury. That is a concern, is it not? Because you both said that you don't think Wang has looked as sharp since he came back from the Asia Cup. And without Mateus Cunha still for a couple of weeks, it's, yeah, it's, there is a concern there. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, just because he's, he's he's not been great for two games, uh, overall of the season, like that that's a minor. But what what a major in, in, is is a bad injury now for him. It's it's uh, it's something that we don't need, and uh, you know, especially as you just mentioned there, with Cunha injured as well. Um, it's it's a t it's a tough run in, um, and we need everyone everyone on on fire and uh, hopefully it's not a, a, as bad as what it as what it is uh, what, what it seems sorry um Gary O'Neill took the decision to uh, I say rotate a couple of players he started with the front two of He Chen Wang and 
Jean-Marie de Belgar, although Belgar ended up playing a little bit deeper with Lamina and Xiao Gomez as a, almost a three stretched out behind He Chan Wang. The difference really came, Tomo, early in the second half when Pablo Sarabia and Pedro Neto entered the fray. Yeah, without doubt. Um, I, I think they just changed the game for us a little bit, that little bit of quality. Um, for whatever reason, if other players retired or just a little bit, or finding it a little bit difficult, because they had to defend for long spells throughout the game. Um, but the quality of Sarabia, you've got the legs of Neto, and when he come on, all of a sudden you just saw the Brighton defenders just pull off a little bit because, again, he's a threat. He's a threat running up the field and he's going to cause anybody a problem when he's doing it. And, and that's what he does to teams. He drives us up the field, he gets us up there. Um, he had a couple of good runs, especially the one when he went for the middle. I still think he should have just, again, once he got into that area, just put it to the side and have a strike at it. Uh, but he tried to just pull it back. We're unfortunate for that. But yeah, it just shows you the quality of what the two players have got when they come on and the, and the difference when they do come on. You've got the quality of Sarabia with his passing as well. There was one moment, I say, Pedro Neto went driving through. Um, it, it, it was odd because you kind of expected him to get the shot away before he kind of attempted it. It's one thing we've been asking him of late and that's just that little bit of care and um, maybe that's... You know that that sharpness in front of goal to go and make the better decision. Um, I think that's one thing that you know if if we're gonna um, say something negative is 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 making the right decision in front of goal. I don't think he's doing that at the minute. Uh, I think if he just sharpens that up, he could have five, six more goals to the tally. And uh, say we talk about Pablo Sarabia's influence in there as well and, and a, a calm head and there was a, a couple of moments where he, he just kind of won Wolves clever free kicks to ease a bit of pressure. Yeah, he, well, he's, he's, a, he's a player that makes the time for himself. He, he looks so calm when the ball comes to him. He doesn't panic. And that's the quality of what he's got. He's, like, look, he's a player who's got pedigree as a player, the way that he plays. Um, but he does. He's got that calmness about the way that he he goes about his uh, his business on the pitch, uh, and you know when the ball's coming to him, he's either going to find his target, he's going to control it correctly, or he's going to pick somebody out. Uh, and then you've got Neto who come on as well, who's more of the uh, the driving force of the of the team getting them up the field. And look, they're a good combination. Sarabia's done well when he's coming to the side now, and. And he's, he's had a bit of a rest today, but then he's come on again. And it just shows you the quality that we have got in the squad. And I know we haven't got massive numbers, but it just shows you the quality that we've got, especially with two players like that coming on. Right. Pick the team for Saturday. Game's coming thick and fast. Who's fit? <laughs> yeah, who's fit, yeah. Who's fit? We'll, we'll start with the obvious one, Jose Saringol. Yeah, I'll, I'll go yeah. with the back line. Um, Aitnori, Dawson, Totti, Kilman. I think Samado will come back in. Yeah. Um, ain't Nori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ain't Nori on the left, yeah. <laughs> ain't Nori left yeah. wing. Left wing, right wing, <laughs> said forward. Um, if everything's okay with Gomez and Lamina, he'll play them too. I think Dorm might I'll, come I'll, out. <laughs> I was Go gonna, back to a two. Yeah. 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 And I, like, I think he'll, well, depending on what Wang's, the problem is with Wang. Neto come back into the side. Um, Belgar and Salah, and it just depends what they're doing with that. 
but again at Newcastle, he, he might even play Doyle in there again. So look, and I, I, I don't. So look, if if Wang's fit, no. But going away from home, is he going to do that? So look, does he play the young lad? If he got Wang out, Fraser? No, I don't think he will. No. No. Um, Newcastle going to Newcastle's a different. Yeah, breed, I, I think it's, I it's think they like Nathan Fraser. I just I think we've kind of seen, aren't we, in the last couple of weeks how how he started to be used a little bit less. Yeah. That uh, you know may change. It, it would. It wouldn't surprise me to play the midfield when he played tonight. I think if he w- if, if, if Wang's out. If Wang's out, yeah. Um. Then, what? Well, how I how do I see? It? I say yeah. Dawson, Kilman, Totti. Ain't Nori, Samedo, Lamina, Gomez, Neto, um, Sarabia, yeah, you said Sarabia. Sarabia, Neto, and. Belgar? Belgar, yeah, yeah. Could be, yeah. Belgar going and goes back to, to playing that role we talked about in our yeah. pre match build up of, of the false nine, which is, which is not his position, but it's a position that. He's been willing to do when Wolves have needed him to do it over the last two but months. One of, one of them are going to have to play it because no, with the way that Wang came off, he was limping as well. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he's the false nine. I think Sarabia plays the false nine. That's where you where you would go with it. Yeah, I'd play Sarabia in the false nine because of the threat of Newcastle's midfield. Because it, it's an interesting run now. Uh, say that Newcastle game when we talked about it on Sunday we were looking at it and kind of um, questioning a little bit after the game on Sunday which was most important of of the two games that were coming up this week as it now transpires everybody's dreaming of an FA Cup appearance one game away from Wembley again potential you know two games away from a final that we've not been to for 60 odd years Um, you've got Newcastle away on Saturday you've got Fulham at home on Saturday the 9th and then it would be the FA Cup weekend instead of Bournemouth instead of Bournemouth so wh- how do they how do they get their mindset right for the next couple of weeks league just get your mind on the league next game I think yeah, you, yeah. you just take each game I know it's an old cliche but it is. you just look at the next game you just look at the next game also as well you look at the bodies that you've got, making sure that everybody's fit, because that'll come into the play now with the, with the amount of games that they're playing uh, and the games coming up, especially when you lo- you've lost two important players big, in your top players, line. Yeah. yeah, in your top line, you look at the goals that we're losing from them two, uh, from Cunha and uh, Wang. So with those two being out, I say like you just got to manage your side correctly. He will assess how people are, how they feel. Um, and see how we go. It's about just making sure that the players are in the in the best condition that you can get them in, and ready for the next game. Now, it wouldn't surprise me. So, like with with the Newcastle game, that all it is is just rehab because so like it's a, they've got the journey that they've got to do as well. So again, that all oh, comes yeah, into be, it. The, yeah, I don't think there'll be much. I think yeah. it'll be a walk through shape. Yeah, ice baths. Yeah, it's all about recovery now. Feet up. Yeah, all about recovery and who's who's ready for the game at the weekend because that's going to be the important part. Who is fit? Yeah, well, trust me, I don't think they're um, I don't think they're sitting on the coach for four hours to get up there. I think as uh, there'll be 
pretty much luxury to get them up there, up to the northeast yeah, this weekend. Flight, yeah. um, and they'll have lovely comfy beds in whatever hotel they get put up in. Um, but they are, they are confounding so many critics at the start of the season. I, I was just thinking when you were talking there about um, parallels with, with the first season into the Premier League because we're now in that realm of, of getting to a quarter-final. It was Man United at home that season were the opponents. But at the start of that campaign, people forget. Wolves didn't actually start great. And there was a period where I think we were five or six without a win and we had a, a, a pretty horrible-looking defeat away at Cardiff. And there were even kind of people questioning Nuno at the time. And then Raul Jimenez hit form and we started to get momentum. But it, it started, that all started in pre-season because yeah, I went to a few of the pre-season Shrewsbury games. Shrewsbury away was yeah, the first game, wasn't it? Shrewsbury away is the yeah. game that I seen and yeah. I went... That's, oh, is, I was went, that the oh. one that he went to the, the five at the back, didn't he? Yeah. And, and, the, and I know my friends went to the game and they went... Oh. Oh, but, that, but that was the season before in the promotion campaign that, well, yeah yeah but but, but even then like it, it, it yeah. was it was one of those moments where you just went oh but people okay. doubt and what i guess the point i'm making is that people doubt quite a few times and that i say the parallels to that first promotion season yeah in the pr- first year in the premier league when well again wolves just started to build momentum and consistency and the fa cup played its part yeah. in that and I wonder whether they're doing the same again now. Look at—I mean, look how many times it started someone's season. I mean, I, I, I can remember back to my my playing days when that that run and we beat Newcastle out here. That's that—that that was our promotion season. That was that that that's what got us started. That's everyone in in our dressing room says that's that's what got us kick-started. And I think you know, cup runs can do that. Um, f- but for me. It's one of them where there's there's a sight, there's something in sight and in reach in the league. And when you've got that, it's, it's a bit more exciting than the cup run. Is it, though? Yeah. In the Prem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you don't get medals for finishing seventh nah, or eighth. Nah, but, yeah, look, don't get, don't, don't get me wrong, but if you finish that high in the Prem as, as a club like Wolves than a cup run it, it, I, I don't know it's, it's there's something like if you finish in Europe well I mean you can finish in Europe by winning a cup yeah I, I, I just think as well like say and you get a nice shiny yeah, trophy I, I for it know, but it, yeah. it's look it, I, ju- I just <laughs> think I, I, ju- I just think that the, the momentum what they've got at the moment and I, I, I said this at the weekend again that since Christmas the games that they've won and the points and again in the cup games has been brilliant and again it's not a bad thing keep winning games it's it's, it's it's a great thing it's a great thing to keep winning games builds confidence it gives people the opportunities to go out and express themselves a little bit more because on the back of victories so like you, you can start to have a go at doing things and again and getting the results the defending well the scoring goals, was it they got 40 odd, 41 goals? 42. 40 in the Premier League. Yeah. So you look at that. When was the last time we scored 40 goals in the Premier League? It it's just showed. It's actually 54 now in all competitions. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable what. And like we always said, like we've never been big scorers. Well, I've said it. We've never been big scorers. But 
we've given ourselves a chance. We've given ourselves a chance in the league, in the cup, and it just shows you what a great job the manager and his staff are doing at the club at the minute. They've won 15 out of 32 games in all competitions. Good going. Just shy of 50% win rate. It's good going. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the confidence that the manager's bred into this team is just... He just says the right things, though, doesn't he? He yeah. just says all the right things, comes across... But he's doing the right them all the right things. Yeah. Uh, that like there's one thing saying it, but he's just, he's doing it. Yeah. Uh, his players are going out there doing it and putting their bodies on the line every week. So, you know, he's gained that respect, um, and hopefully it continues. Fingers crossed. Touch words. Whatever other lucky gesture yeah. people can come up with, and you you mentioned about people putting bodies on the line. That is the only thing I think that can derail Wolves at the minute is if we know we don't have Mateus Cunha for a little while, if they lose Huang and if they can get if they get an injury in the midfield engine room. Yeah. They they almost need to wrap everyone up in cotton wool. Yeah. Absolutely. They've, they've got at the moment they've got a belief of everything that they're doing. They've got a positive belief about everything that the manager's doing with them, the way they're playing. Okay, the last two games haven't been great performances. But it's been great wins. Yeah. It's been great victories, what but, you've done. But what you get with that is that you get people off the treatment table sooner than yeah. the normal. Because uh, they want to be in this team. They want to be playing in this team. And that, those three-week injuries become two-week injuries. Those three-month injuries become two-month injuries. And it's it, everyone just has that steely mentality to be playing in this team, to be a part of the team, to be a part of the success. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it's a good good feeling down here at the minute. It's a good place to be. Uh, we've got to get going, though, because there's only the ground staff pretty much left in here <laughs> by now. I thought you were going to ask us to lose the mower. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's an awkward one, Tomo. Uh, basically... Get, get you on that tractor, mate. Get you on that tractor. He needs, cool. it, he needs it for his big muzzer. Cool. <laughs> cool. Call the missus, tell her you're not coming home just yet. There's work to do. Um, we're, we, Tomo and I will be in Newcastle on Saturday. Tom King will be part of the commentary team for that game as well. Nina, Aina, thank you very much indeed. We will see you very soon as well. Don't forget all the reaction to this game, of course, will be on the latest episode of Wolves Express uh, at Wolves across social media at wolves.co.uk and via the Wolves app as well. The latest episode of Wolves Weekly still available to listen to Jordan Graham's self-confidence. It's well worth a listen. And, of course, oh, celebrate as much as we can being through to an FA Cup quarterfinal once more. We will see you at the weekend. Wolves Weekly, Match Day Live Extra. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.